What's going to happen? Oh, nothing. Uh, Larry's dancing. Well, it must be Friday, Larry. How are you feeling, by the way, now that you get more sleep, you're not on the handle show anymore? KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. Happiest boy ever. Are you kidding? You must have a few sleep disorders, though, from those early morning rises. I'm still not over it. No, I'm not. Re- Doesn't it mess you up when you do a morning show? You just, I know been... people who do the over. My dad used to do a lot of overnight shifts. You know, he'd do two weeks on overnights. And then, I mean, he actually worked, though, Larry, not like you coming in and listening to a radio show, pushing a couple of buttons. When I first started, I talked hard. to Rich Murata, and he said that he'd been doing it for 22 years, and he never got used to it. Yeah, I don't think you ever feel well-rested. And uh, I would have terrible naps whenever I do a morning show. Middle of the afternoon, I have really bad nightmares. I'd wake up all disoriented and... I knew at least one morning guy who said he would, when he would nap in the afternoon, he was always sleepwalking. He'd find himself out in the garage, in the car, and, he's, and he'd wake up thinking, what am I, what am I doing in the car? And I always thought he exaggerated it. But apparently people do this. Sleepwalking is much more common, they say, in kids than it is in adults. Let me tell you first why I'm even thinking about this. Uh, I was channel surfing last night and just coincidentally found it, but I knew the show was carried in the L.A. market. One of the local st- stations had this show on. It's the Steve and Chris show. Do you know who these guys are? They're a couple of they're a gay couple. When they first started to do TV shows, I don't think people knew that they were a couple, but two gay guys, and they do a lot of these kind of home design and renovation shows. And they got a number of different shows on the air, home and garden television, and I don't think I, I was watching on another local station yesterday. Uh, I know that in some markets they've actually taken the show off the air temporarily because one of the two guys, Steve and Chris, Chris Hindman is his name, was found dead in an alleyway below his apartment building a couple of days ago. And you would definitely know this guy to see him. Even if you've never watched his show, they've just been on enough that you'd look as one of these faces. A little bit overweight guy, always well-dressed, uh, big glasses. Brian, is he's, he's got a little bit of gay guy's guilt because I, I know that even before you and I ever uh, talked mm. about you know the show, or I remember you complained that he's one of those stereotype I, guys. Channel like, surf. I feel bad now. The guy's dead. Yeah, you should. I would, you should feel bad now. I would channel surf. He's usually up in the high 200s, the show. I think KABC reruns it late. Anyway. Well, what I saw, it, I think, was KABC yesterday. It right. Was like and I would see the cases. show, and I would see this guy, and a lot of us, you know, who are gay, who, well, you know, we are more than that stereotype queen. I would see this guy running around like his hair was on fire all the time and go, Yuck, I'm changing the channel. Right, but what happened was they kind of had this little act going together where his uh, partner played the more straight guy, right. and he was he played it mm. for comedy. Well, more straight, Brian. It's <laughs> a relative term. <laughs> anyway, you know, and these, these poor guys, you know, they were one of the first to come out, and yet they got criticized a lot for not doing enough for the gay community. Well, I'm on TV. I'm uh, clearly gay. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, you know, if you, if you represent a certain group, People expect you to just carry a, a banner all the That's time. That's okay. I don't need him carrying a banner for me. Okay. So, and he's not now. No, he's, he's not carrying a banner for anybody. So what happened was they found a body, this guy's body, in an alleyway, and the police weren't really saying what happened. He died up in Canada. They weren't really saying what happened because everyone thought it was a suicide initially. And they just don't, you know, they're not going to talk about it. There's no crime here, so it's up to the family to decide what exactly, what they're going to say. But then people started to figure out, well, he was found dead in an alley right below his garden on the roof of a building. They owned a condo, and they had a terrace. And he just tweeted out earlier in the day, just a couple of days ago he died, 
that uh, he'd been away. It was nice to get home and see that his terrace was in full bloom. And then later that night, something happened. And next thing you know, they find his body in the middle of the night on the ground right below his terrace. So clearly he fell or jumped or was pushed. Police don't think there's any crime has been committed here. They ruled that out. And then his mother said something interesting. She said he's had a long history of sleepwalking. Now, a lot of times if families are dealing with suicide, it's the last thing you want to say publicly, and I totally get that. Right? It's not something you want to talk about. Very rarely do you ever go into the obituaries and say he took his own life. You just don't see that. People say uh, his heart finally gave out. or he bro- you know, but They have other ways of kind of saying it. And his mother is saying no, but she doesn't think he was depressed or anything. One newspaper article quoted him from a few years ago saying when he was still in the closet, he thought about suicide a lot because he had no one to talk to. They were kind of hinting, you know, maybe there was a mental state. But his mother says, no, no, I'm telling you, he had this long history of sleepwalking. And that his his partner would often wake up in the middle of the night, go in looking for, where, where are you, Chris? And he'd be sitting in the kitchen eating, but totally asleep. Didn't they always tell you not to wake up a sleepwalker? I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. But Excuse me, I had to go cough. Still, this cold is breaking up now, but. I don't I don't know many adults who sleepwalk, though. I've heard a few people mention it, but it's a very common thing with children. You know what I have? And I just had this a couple nights ago. <laughs> um, and I, I, I did some research on this, and I do think uh, people out here listening do. There's at least a few of you who, who know what I'm talking about. I have what is commonly known, if you will, as sleep paralysis. So I, for instance, a couple days ago, I was taking a nap, and... I will come out of a dream state. Sometimes it happens going in, but more common for me when coming out of a, a dream state, I will be aware. In other words, I'll be kind of awake, but yet I can't move. So I'm paralyzed. Oh, because when you sleep, your body has a, it releases a chemical that paralyzes you. Right. Which is so that, you know, uh, when primitive man was sleeping in a tree, you didn't doze off and fall out of the tree and a lion comes by and eats you. Really? Unless you're a dentist, then we kind of hope that you, you fall out of the tree and a lion comes by and eats you well, a certain dentist. Well, this is frightening, and I'd almost rather be eaten by a lion because I'll tell you what happens, and it happens, again, to a lot of people that understand what I'm, what I'm speaking about. Not only do you, are you paralyzed and are you aware, of course, you're frightened because, you know, you feel like, well, am I stuck like this? Am I, am I paralyzed? Am I going to die? You feel sometimes like either you're going to have a heart attack or whatever may be in your own mind. But this weird, freakish thing also happens. And everyone around the world has the same description. It's called the hag or the demon. So you feel, and this doesn't happen 100% of the time, but maybe like 60 75% of the time. It doesn't matter that you know in your mind that it's, it's fake or it's not real or a hallucination. But there's this sense that there's a, what they, what they call a hag, a witch, some kind of dark spirit. In the corner. Happened to me a few times after I met women, like at closing time at the bar, <laughs> brought them home. Well, I, you know what? I'm not surprised. And I've seen that. that look of terror on women's faces, too, when they woke up and saw me next to them. Except so. that you're wide awake. But you actually think it's some kind of it's some horrible, kind of, dangerous creature. Exactly. A spirit. Some kind of force that is And you is probably either, want to get up and wave your arms and see that it's not it there, away. but you can't. You can't. Because you're paralyzed. Right. So, so that you won't fall out of the tree and be eaten by the lion. So anyway, this is one of these other weird sleep disorders. I, I'd almost rather sleepwalk, but you know who we are out there listening. It is the freakiest, most frightening thing that happens to you when, if and when you suffer from now, it. Now, doesn't that happen, though, during REM sleep? 
And it's literally, yeah, it's when technically you're when you're when you're coming out of an REM right. or going into an REM. See, state. I think sleepwalking happens when you're not in a dreamlike state. It's a different phase of sleep, and it's just hard to believe though that somebody could fall off or jump off a balcony and 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 die. You would think some part of you would wake you up. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. I'm going to hear from a sleep expert on this in a couple of minutes. But also, do you have a little soundbite of the Stephen Chris show, just in case maybe people, if you know, if you if you Google them, I'm telling you, you've seen this guy on TV, this Chris Heinemann, uh, because he's all over those kind of home and garden television shows and stuff. I'm not going to go the whole neighborhood, just the building. Okay. Okay. So, so the first thing is just clear your mind. Okay. And really think when you work with flowers. I know that sometimes people get very. That's Steve or Chris. Like, yeah. You know what is it supposed it's to look Chris. like? That's I Chris. want it to be so beautiful. Anyway, and, uh, a nice guy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. I think that uh, he didn't play the stereotype as maybe as much as you say. But it does seem like if you're going to be a gay and on TV these days, you have to go the whole way, right? You have to play the stereotype. Which is not that helpful if you're just a gay banker. <laughs> Nobody would ever be able to guess anything about you. But Anyway, I, I just wondered, you know, can that really happen? Is that or is his mother just looking for some kind of an excuse or reason? And uh, we'll tell you what Dr. Brian Murray, a sleep specialist, has to say coming up. But first... From the KFI Newsroom with an update, here's Michael Crozier. We hate to go to breakers. This has been so much fun, and I can't wait to taste that. But when we come back, shoe designer Ron White will be with us, and he has some incredible shoes that are also incredibly comfortable. This looks incredibly delicious. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Amazing, amazing. I'm telling you, you've seen these guys on TV, Steve and Chris. They do a lot of stuff, home decorating and fashion and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, and they're, they're a married couple, and Chris Heinemann was found dead in an alleyway below his apartment, which I think was like four or five stories up, small apartment building, and they owned a condo on the top floor, and they had a terrace on the roof, and they was found below the terrace. And initially, people were wondering, you know, was he pushed? Did he jump? What was going on? But his mother says he was, sleep, he was a sleepwalker. He did it a lot. He even ate in his sleep. And I thought, come on, could that really happen? Could somebody just fall off or trip or unconsciously jump off the balcony in their sleep? And the answer seems to be, yeah, it's not totally impossible. Eating in your sleep is actually fairly common among sleepwalkers. So here's a guy named Dr. Brian Murray. He's a sleep specialist at a place called the Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center. And he's going to walk us through a little bit about this sleep disorder. People who sleepwalk and can kind of get themselves into a lot of trouble. Is it in... in what could potentially cause it? Sure. So sleepwalking is an incomplete transition from deep sleep, non-REM sleep, into wakefulness. And so there's kind of a, a an intermediate area uh, where problems occur. So if you're fully awake, that's great. If you're fully asleep, that's fine. The, the problems occur when you're somewhere in between. How common is it? So uh, quite common in children, and uh, it, uh, children tend to outgrow it. Uh, lifetime prevalence uh, can be quite high. Uh, two-thirds of people might have had sleepwalking at some point, but usually outgrow it. In, in adults, a few percentage uh, points of uh, the, the population have persistent or problematic sleepwalking. What are the concerns? Because anything potentially can happen. Um, you could be doing anything, but you're asleep and completely unaware of it. Mm-hmm. We've heard of cases of people being coming violent, uh, against individuals, you know, in there that, that are with them, um, hurting themselves, or, or getting into a situation where they could, you know, uh, 
mm-hmm. be put into harm's way. Mm-hmm. But People have sex in their sleep. That's fairly common, too. So uh, patients with sleepwalking can uh, have injurious behaviors. They could hurt themselves or somebody else. Um, you want to make sure the bedroom environment is safe or wherever they're sleeping is safe. Uh, because uh, people could fall downstairs or out a window or, or something like that there off a balcony. Uh, so balcony. It's, it's very important for a sleepwalker to have a, a safe uh, sleeping environment. That's what I don't understand. If you're living with somebody who has this habit of sleepwalking and you live in a penthouse apartment, wouldn't you have some kind of lock on the door that they can't? Now, you're, you're asleep and awake at the same time. So the guy, you could have a security code, and they could still punch in the security code and not even be aware of what they're doing. Yeah, well, I'd change that security code every night so that my partner wouldn't be able to unlock it. Wouldn't you? Because they, they won't behave as they would ordinarily. Um, is it a medical condition? Some have argued that it is, um, and it's been put forward in cases where individuals have been charged with crimes, rape, trying to kill someone, et cetera, because but, but defense is claiming that they were sleepwalking, or is it just some kind of a condition? I mean, can we clearly say that this is a medical condition that people suffer from? Is that question a medical condition? And it's defined by this, and it's treated this way. There's no debate. It's it's very clearly right. a medical problem. Of course uh, it is. Uh, sleepwalking is a medical uh, problem. Uh, it's an incomplete arousal out of uh, deep sleep. Uh, we have a very clear uh, physiology. We can see it in the brain waves of the individual that actually has it. Whether people have it or not is a different question at any particular uh, in, in any particular individual, but it, it is a real real medical entity. There you go, Dr. Brian Murray, sleep specialist at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center in their sleep lab. I've actually spent a night there. You ever been one of the, in one of a sleep study because I was having some sleep issues? They get you in a room and then they put all these probes all over you, and uh, then they wonder why you're not sleeping well. Who could sleep like this? Right? It's, it's the most uncomfortable. I'll tell you, but after, you, study this stuff and people actually do it. He's had two-thirds. Have you ever walked in your sleep that you no, know of? No, but I'm telling you, I'd rather do that than what I what I suffer with. Have you ever really seen anybody would. do it? One of the kids, my stepkids a million years ago, used to do it a little bit when he was like five or six, but I've never seen anybody do it. You know, you oh, Larry, I've seen you sleepwalk through the handle show <laughs> back in the day. But, back uh, in college, we'd all – I had a couple of guy friends. Would we, We'd all be out drinking. Really wasted in the middle of the night. One guy, Charlie, he might be listening in San Diego. He would always I knew get Charlie. Up. He he would always get up and go pee like on a plant, and he would claim, and it seemed like he was sleepwalking. That's what he would <laughs> I do. I remember when my father first left Scotland. He was staying with some friends, and he was sleeping in one of the kids' rooms. You know, they had a spare bed, and they had a kid who was about four or five years old. And my dad was lying in bed one night, and he sees the kid get up and walk towards him and pull down his. PJ pants, and he just starts to pee all over my dad. Exactly. And he said this this kid had a habit of that. He would go open up closets and pee and where right and he, yeah. in the trash containers. Put your foot on the thing to flip the lid open and pee. And it was very common. I could see my dad. You may have told me that before I slept in the room with him. Now you mention it's common. Well, people do crazy things in their sleep. Uh, Beth writes, Brian, were you just talking to Bill about having sleep paralysis? I have that, but never knew there was a name to it. I thought people would just think it was I was crazy if I told them about it. Well, Beth, we do. I think you're a little. We just see just because Brian talked about it doesn't mean we don't think it's crazy. We just makes us think it's more crazy. No, you're Beth. You're okay. It's actually it very common. 
are you playing? Uh, initially, often it's simply a feeling that there's something there. Oh, well, this is the sleep paralysis uh, And you are searching for it. If your eyes are closed, you feel if you just open your eyes, it would be there. Uh, if your eyes are open, it may be just out of sight. Perhaps you will see it. Perhaps you will now start to see some form. The hallucination gets fleshed out so that this vague sense of a presence can become a concrete uh, entity in the room. See, I, now that he describes it, I've had that. Where you're lying there and you see a shadow in the closet. Called the shadow right? man. And you think for sure, and you want to blink and make it go away, but you can't. You can't move. I'm you telling can't. you. Yeah, I've had that too. Usually after I've been drinking. Oh, come on. Do you or don't you? You've, have you ever had No, I think I've had paralysis. that. Yeah, I think I've had that it's where I, I see something so in the room and I just want to wake myself up. And just and I can't. You can't move. You can't open your eyes. It's a pretty scary feeling. Yeah, but sleepwalking, I don't think I... Now, I guess it's possible you have it and don't know, but I've lived with somebody long enough, I think she would have mentioned it, that, uh, you know, I was getting up in the middle of the night and having a sandwich. It might explain the, the belly, though. That'd be great. Honey, it's not my fault. I'm I'm eating steak sandwiches in the middle of the night. I just had no idea I was doing that. Oh, that sounds so good right now. It does sound good. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of getting hungry, too. Uh, well, we're going to entertain you through lunchtime, so that's okay. Anyway, I feel bad. It starts with uh, the story of Chris Hyman of Steve and Chris, the talk shows. They do like two or three different kinds of talk shows. Passing away earlier this week, and his mother said he was a sleepwalker. She thinks he just tripped or fell or jumped off the balcony, didn't even know what he was doing. And apparently that's not as crazy as it sounds. Uh, why this one woman says she's just simply too tired to do what those other women might be doing behind their husbands' backs. But first, from the KFI newsroom with an update, here's Michael Crozier. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. You could actually die sleepwalking. Isn't that crazy? You would think some part of your brain would just wake you up. Feels like my brain wakes me up when I'm about to die in a dream, let alone die for real. But that talk show host looks like that's actually what happened to him. Hey, I forgot to mention there's uh, there's a great article on our webpage today, which I'll try to talk about in the last hour, but you still want to go see the photograph of what people are doing right now to their dogs that could cause them some... There's a new doggy trend out there. And when I read this, I thought, actually, I now that you mention it, I've seen this a couple of times. People are doing something with their dogs that they think is cute or funny that I, the veterinarians are saying, this is not a good idea. So go take a look if you're doing this to your dog, stop it already. And then I'll explain what it is. I'll do that in the last hour of the show. You can go to KFIAM640.com right now. Keyword is Carol, two R's, two L's. That'll take you to the page. You can see some photographs of this new doggy trend. It's kind of a doggy fashion trend, but it is not good for them. So I know I got your curiosity up now, don't I? I can see even Larry surfing the net over there, and he doesn't even have a dog, but he's dying to know what that is. Put it this way, Larry. Uh, today, it looks like someone has done the same thing to you. That's all I'm going to say. What they do to dogs, someone has done to you. Probably you did it to yourself this morning when you woke up. But you have almost the same fashion trend. Almost. A lot of guys are doing this to themselves these days as well. Okay. I saw this thing on ABC News. It was actually reprinted from Babbel.com. It's about a woman. She wrote this funny piece about uh, how she's just way too too tired to have an affair. And it made me think that. There might be a new way to test if your relationship is healthy. And here's what you need to do. Ask yourself this question. If you have time to have an affair, is your marriage good enough? Now, I'm not saying 
that you're having an affair. But if you actually have the time to have an affair, then maybe your relationship with your spouse is not close enough. Because I'm like this woman who wrote this article. I I can't imagine. Now, you know, never say never. Maybe I'd be shocked. But I can't imagine that me or Sylvie would have the time to have an affair. I just can't. Where, when would she do that? It would have to be, well, I guess while I was on the air doing the show. You know exactly where I am for the next three hours. It's not like I can sneak home and catch you. Actually, that was done to me once in a relationship. And I was suspicious and I pre-taped the last 20 minutes and got home and found her. Yeah, that was a happy day. But seriously, if you're in a good relationship, especially these days with texting and whenever Sylvie and I are apart, it's like, let's say I'm going to a business meeting, right? The last person I call usually before I go to the meeting is, hey, I'm just going to this meeting. It should be an hour, an hour and a half tops. I'll uh, call you when I, yeah, let me know how it goes. And don't forget, you wanted to bring up this point. Okay, thanks, honey. Gone, right? As soon as the meeting's over, hey, it went exactly as planned. Good news. Or that didn't go so well. Bad news. How did Magley's uh, swimming class go? And you get the update, right? We're just always updating each other. She was away for a couple of weeks without me with the family. It was like every 25 minutes I got some kind of text or photograph of, hey, look at the kids are doing in the pool. Look what they, And it's great. We have this great ongoing conversation. And I just don't know when either of us would have the time to have an affair with somebody else. It's not just like to have an affair. It's not just, you know, you meet for an hour and have sex. We can, we can all go off the radar for an hour. But having an affair requires more maintenance than that, more planning. There's some got to be some buildup, some dating involved. So that that's the only reason I brought this thing up, besides the fact that it's kind of funny. Because she wrote, uh, there. here's a short list. She had said she could come up with probably 101 of things she would rather do than have an affair. Because she's just so exhausted. Her life is so busy, she doesn't have the time. She wasn't making the same point I'm making, that if you review your relationship and you have enough time or... Well, yeah, I haven't talked to my husband in two days. I know people like this. They're married. You know, I don't know. I, I talk to my husband when he leaves in the morning. I don't talk to him again till the end of the night. I, I, I just I can't relate to that. I know, Brian, you can't relate to that. I know that Steve is texting you during the show and that you call each other before and after. And I think that's a sign of a good, healthy relationship. You're always in touch. It's not like it, it's not 1980 anymore. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody can text. There's just so many ways to be in touch. And people who are uh, kind of still liking each other in a relationship are usually doing that all day long. Unless you have kind of some kind of really specific job where you're, you just can't do that for a while. But here's some of the things on her short list she would rather do than have an affair anyway. And number one is just take a nap. They got a bunch of kids and all they do is bathe them and take them to things. Oh, man, I can relate to that. By the time you get the kids to, the bed, to bed, all you want to do is go to sleep. She would rather uh, take a shower than have an affair. She would rather get a pedicure than... Have an affair, read an actual book. She can hold in her two hands, maybe even smell it. Uh, lay on the floor and do absolutely nothing without someone crawling on me. That's a kid thing as well. Clean my house, like really clean it. Not just clean up some random dirt spots with wet wipes like I currently do. Watch a movie. See, now, couples with kids, it's so... Pre- just to get like two and a half hours to actually watch a movie from start to finish is a luxury. Best part about having a cold the past few days, I go home, you know, I get hopped up on NyQuil, and uh, I can hear Sylvie saying, just leave Daddy alone. Just let him sleep. It's the it, it was better than the vacation I took. Being sick, I got more rest. Because when you have kids and you're on vacation, even then you're running around with the kids. Not running around with some other woman. How are these people doing it? 
Uh, she wants to uh, just sleep at night. One good night's sleep. Go grocery shopping alone. I guess she has young kids. Go to the dentist alone. Same thing. Go to work. Exercise. Eat chocolate from behind my uh, cabinet like I do to fool my children. She would rather go to the dentist than have an affair. That's how tired she is. Wow. That's how busy her life is. She would rather have a root canal than have her canal root. No, I shouldn't go there. But uh, that, that was a bad place I, I went to there. I just I got caught up in the moment. I'm moving on. But isn't that true, Brian? If you actually have time to have an affair, even though you're not, fix your relationship. Can you imagine, like, when would Steve have, maybe when he's in the, the lab. When would anybody have time to do any of that? How many, I mean, where can you say you've been for two hours, even one hour, that your partner's not going, where? That's it. We're so in touch uh, these days. Yeah, I don't know how you happening. explain those gaps. Right. How are people and doing if you that? didn't really go to the gym, that's going to show. And if you're having an affair, that's all you want to do is be at the gym, showing how hot you are. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, it's not. You I don't complain. know how people account for the time. Because it's not a quick 10-minute thing, right? It's You have to go somewhere. You have to have the sex. You have to be out of touch. It just randomly you'd get caught. But I, I can't, I don't know. I'd have to add it up. I would think Sylvie and I are in touch a dozen times a day. I don't think that's a big exaggeration. You and Steve, maybe a oh, little, little oh, yeah, less. A fair amount just because I'm a nag, but yeah. No, but when you have kids too, it's always, hey, don't forget to pick up the here and don't forget to go there. Did you go there? Who's driving them here? Right. There's always just another. Plus, you want to know what your kids are doing, right? We have opposite gender kids, so they don't do a lot of the same. Hey, send me some video of Magalie at ballet class while I'm at the uh, skating rink with Killian and vice versa. I I really don't know, but I, I have friends who do it, and they're like, oh, I haven't talked to my husband in eight hours. But you, these are also the same people who are miserable. You know they're miserable in their relationship. People who like each other today, yeah. you keep in touch all day long. You're supposed to be married to someone you like, your friend. I'm going to get you know, I'm gonna get the uh, emails like I always do here. You're so whipped. You're so incon- You know what? That's not you can, always you can a bad what, thing. You can think what you want. I happen to really like the woman I'm married to. Right. And yeah, I love her, but I just, I really like her. I like her advice. I like her feedback. I like to share stories with her. I like to hear what she's going on. I like to hear what she's thinking. I mean, this is, uh, I I think that's what makes a healthy relationship. If she had 10 hours a day where she could go off with somebody else, well, maybe that's what the relationship deserves in the first place. All right. Why is Hollywood freaking out? We're going to talk to the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter about that coming up. But first, from the KFI Newsroom with an update, here's Michael Crozier. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll, coming up after the 12 o'clock hour. I finally found an answer to a question that's been nagging me for months. And honestly, I just never looked it up before. You ever have one of those things that's like, I wonder what wonder what that really is. And then you think, I'll Google that later, and you get distracted. But I looked something up, and it has to do with the law in California. And I got to say, it's even funnier and more ridiculous than I thought it was going to be. Thank you, Jerry Brown. Talk about treating us like children. Anyway, that's coming up right after the 12 o'clock news. I'll explain that a little more. Don't forget to go to KFIAM640.com, the Bill Carroll page, where we have a photograph today of what people are doing, the latest fashion trend for dogs. If you're doing this to your dog, veterinarians are saying, stop doing it already. What are you doing? This is not a good thing. This is, in fact, a very bad thing that you're doing to your dog could impact on its health, its well-being. Should I tell people what it is? It's the dog bun. I'll explain more later, but the dog bun. 
People are putting the dog's hair up into a little bun, and if they don't have enough air, their hair, they're doing weird things with their ears to make it look like it's a dog bun. And it's not good. Apparently, but people don't like even tying them up in a knot. I have to admit, when I was a kid, I did this a couple of times to our dogs, but I, not all the time, and they were walking around like that. It's just a sort of a temporary thing. Okay, so uh, they're calling it a media meltdown. Walt Disney yesterday made a passing comment about TV viewing, and it seemed to put the, the whole industry on its ear. I mean, just everything went into a tailspin, and the markets reacted, and people kind of freaked out about it. The media meltdown happened yesterday. Basically, they were uh, they were talking about something that I mean, it's not a, it's not a news flash. This, the concern has been out there for a while about the declining pay TV subscriptions. And it was part of their quarterly earnings report. And when people saw that Disney was expecting less money from ESPN, investors started to dump shares of media stocks. They're, they freaked out thinking, uh, okay, this is a big money pot for Hollywood. And uh, if ESPN is in trouble, because I think people looked at ESPN... I certainly did. I, you kind of assume that... To, see, here's the problem. Younger people especially, and that's what the advertisers all want, the younger people's money, right? The younger demo. Younger people don't consume media the way we used to. It's not like they're not watching the content. They are, but they're watching it in different ways. They're watching it on their smartphones. They're watching it on their tablets. They're watching it on their laptops. Uh, they're watching it sometimes on TV, but not when it airs live. They watch it because uh, they've, they've recorded it, and they're watching it later. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways. And then, they, of course, they skip past... The commercials. So that's been known to be a problem for a couple of years. But I think a lot of people assume the solution is sports. Because occasionally I will tape a sports event and go home and watch it. But it's really not as much fun, right? Because it's you kind of want to watch it. Even if you're home alone in your living room, you want to feel like everybody else is watching the same game at the same time. Who wants to watch the Super Bowl four hours after everybody else did? Besides, somebody is going to give away the score. Like, remember when I was trying to watch the Olympic hockey finals and I imposed a media blackout because it was in the middle of the night? Total media lockdown in the house. Everybody had to turn off their cell phones. They weren't even allowed to be in my room because it's going to wake up in the morning. I pre-recorded it ahead of time, turned off the TV, and I had a, a note on the door, do not walk in because I don't even want to look on your face to give away who might have won. And the next morning I was all excited. I turned on the TV and there was the tail end of the presentation of the Olympic gold medal, and I knew who won it. Ruined it. I never saw that final. Matt Bellany is executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter and is on the line right now. So, Matt, is it because it's ESPN and sports and people sort of of saw that as the solution to the TV problem that people are so freaked out about it? Well, I think for many years, ESPN has been known as this crown jewel leading the way for the TV industry. If you look at subscriber fees, the price that that cable systems pay for ESPN is $5 and something per subscriber, more than double the next highest cost network. So the fact that there are now weaknesses showing at ESPN is just this huge shot across the bow to the entire cable television industry. And the fact is the cable television industry is what's been propping up these Hollywood conglomerates for years. But sports are supposed to be what saves television. It is, ESPN is all what? about sports. 
ESPN has the, the perception is that sports will save live television, but the problem is the cost of sports rights has been going up and up and up. Partially, not partially, mostly because of ESPN. They had the highest subscriber fees and the most subscribers, so they could afford to pay through the nose for football and Major League Baseball and college football and all of these other things. And it's gotten to the point where the CEO of Disney said these high costs for sports rights are bringing down profitability at our biggest network. Well, well that makes sense. In the meantime, a lot of uh, the sports leagues are starting to go directly to their, their fans, too, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you see what's going on with Major League Baseball. Not only do they have their own channel, um, MLB, they have a very robust digital business. They have an over-the-top network where they broadcast all of their games, and now they manage the streaming rights for football and for the NHL. Yeah, the NHL so, just cut that deal last week with them, right? Too. Yeah, it was actually a couple of days ago yeah. they announced um, they announced that they're going. That Major League Baseball is going to be handling the over-the-top rights for the NHL, which is a huge deal for them, because it's essentially these sports leagues creating their own networks. They don't need ESPN in the digital world. They are doing it themselves. Cutting out the middleman. We've got the content. We know how to get it directly to the people who want the content. Why do we need you? Exactly. And that's very, very uh, disturbing to these media conglomerates. Well, I bet. I bet. It's got to mean, I mean, have they even figured out how to get around this? Everyone is looking. We all know what the problem is, the fragmenting of the audience. But does anyone have the solution? I don't think they do. Well, you know, we'll see. That's what, that's why these guys make the big money. You know, the heads of uh, Disney and Viacom, they make, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year. They should come up with a solution. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the music industry has found a way to keep going when, when people had written it off a few years ago. It's not that's what true. it used I mean, to the, be. But, but the music industry is about half what it was right. uh, two decades ago in and terms re- of size. That might be the reality, too, with Hollywood. You never know, yeah. Uh, I actually I feel like the video industries are, are much better positioned than the music industries, but um, but I, I think that the, the, what we're seeing in these stock prices does reflect the bubble being burst a bit. Yeah, it was kind of a scary day, I bet, for a lot of people in uh, in corporate offices around around Hollywood. Definitely. Thanks for talking to us, Matt. Appreciate it. No problem. Matt Bellany, executive editor, Hollywood Reporter. Coming up next. Uh, I finally got around to, to looking into it, and I found the answer that I wanted. And it has to do with Jerry Brown, and it has to do with something that you use every day. I'll explain more, but it was a really interesting answer, and, the, and it was funnier and crazier than I thought it was. And it shows us just how insane we really are in California, okay? I know that's a big promise, but I'm going to deliver on that coming up next. Bill Carroll, KFI AM 640.